0: meetings. Let's get going. I'm so excited. So reminder about this series. Uh, We started uh, last week or last week. We started last year (laughs) with decision making. And today, uh, the next two weeks, we've got a flurry. We have effective meetings today, difficult conversations, one of my favorite topics on Tuesday, the 26th. And then on January 29th, we have moving from clinician to supervisor. So excited. These are all amazing topics that are things that people struggle with all the time. So I am really thrilled to be able to share them with you. So super exciting there. Uh, About me, for those of you who were here last time, this is a review, you know me already. I'm Jen. I'm a psychologist, clinical psychologist, and board-certified organizational psychologist. And this is what I do. This is what I absolutely love doing. So I'm thrilled to be able to share this stuff with you. Learning objectives for today. By the end of this training in less than an hour from now, you will be able to apply communication strategies to the comprehensive planning and implementation of meetings. That sounds really fancy and hard, but it's not. It's really straightforward. (laughs) So I will help you with that, but it sounds really fancy. The second is you'll be able to employ facilitation strategies. So what you can do to conduct effective, time-bound, task-focused meetings, And for anyone who's ever been in a meeting, which is probably all of you, I know you know what bad meetings look like. So I will work with you on how to do a good meeting. And there is such a thing. It does exist. Next is uh, we'll reiterate the outcomes, the action items, staff assignments, how to keep things moving after a meeting. I'm guessing that some of you have had the meeting where you, you were just in the meeting last week and then you come in the meeting this week and it's like last week never happened. It's like the twilight zone, and you're discussing the same things you thought you resolved before. Yes, I've done that too. That's why I teach this. All right. So here's a poll. We don't have a poll set up, but just put it in the chat. How many meetings a week do you feel like are a waste of time? None of them. All your meetings are really using your time. One to two of your meetings are a waste of time, two to four or more. All of them, put it in the chat. Zero, one to two, okay. Four, yeah, okay. Whew. All right, so you have at least some meetings. Some. Oops, somebody has all meetings. <laughs> okay, so some of them are not really a good use of your time. I hear you. Again, that's why I teach this stuff. So here's your questions. Get ready to type in the chat again. What do you dislike most about meetings? What bugs you about these meetings? What are your concerns? What drives you nuts in meetings? Go ahead and chat or you can unmute yourself and just holler. Not focused, people aren't participating. Talking about the same thing, yes. FN Brown, talking about the same thing over and over. That's the Twilight Zone thing. Minutia, right, we don't all need to be here to talk about you know what brand of coffee we're gonna get. Could have been an email, yes. Ooh, mandatory meetings. People's on their cell phones. They're not paying attention, right? No time limits, not staying on topic, absolutely. Oh, these are absolutely critical things. People washing dishes. (laughs) I have not had that experience of people washing dishes on a meeting, but that's awesome. People rolling their eyes and you can see them, yes. Yes, Um, Zoom is wonderful. Sometimes we forget. Um, That people can see us while we're while we're there. Uh, We still have people coming in. We're talking about effective meetings, effective meetings, and people are putting all kinds of reasons why they dislike meetings and what bugs them and what doesn't work well. So, uh, and people are still joining, which is wonderful. No minutes taken. Yes, Raúl, absolutely. So meetings do not need to be painful. I'm going to say that again. Meetings do not need to be painful. One of the most wonderful things well, I would say a wonderful thing that I get to hear every now and then is someone saying, I'm really surprised, but that was a good meeting. Yeah, you might surprise yourself by saying that at some point (laughs) where you have an effective meeting. And we talked about all the things that make meetings really not work. And now we're gonna talk about what you can do, whether you're running the meeting or not to make it more effective and to make it a good meeting and not so painful. And you know, a lot of the things here where people are, you know, people are not paying attention. It's hard when you have a meeting that you're in where nobody's ever taking notes and it feels like you're stuck in the twilight zone and people are washing dishes or rolling their eyes and nobody's really invested. Well, then that makes everybody not participate. And then the meeting becomes even that much more difficult. So there are very specific actions you can take before the meeting, during the meeting and after the meeting. And again, whether you're running the meeting or not. I will kind of emphasize when you're running the meeting and when you have the control and definitely let me know if you have questions about how do I do this if I'm not running the meeting, but I'll add that as well so that you have an opportunity to to see how you can make the meeting better. Now, if you're running the meeting, You got the power. You can do a lot of things. Doesn't mean you have all the power, but you've got more power to make the meeting better. If you're not running the meeting, you are a little bit limited in what you can do, but it's not hopeless. It's not, and there are significant things you can do to move meetings forward. All right, I'm trying to get everybody hopped up about meetings. Yahoo, all right, let's go. All right, so before the meeting, you set the intention of the meeting. What's gonna happen? Step one. And so this is where some people are already on the off ramp. Do I need a meeting? Does there need to be a meeting on this topic? If it can be covered in an email, you don't need a meeting. If the meeting doesn't have any clear understanding and we're just keep meeting because we've always been meeting, you probably don't need a meeting. Or maybe you need a meeting to talk about, do we need this meeting? And if so, what are we doing? Because sitting here and just chit-chatting is really not a good use of anybody's time. So do I need a meeting? If you don't need a meeting, take the off ramp. Don't have a meeting. Everyone will appreciate it. There are some meetings that are weekly meetings on my schedule or monthly meetings where someone will write before the meeting and say, write to everybody and say, hey, we're scheduled for a meeting tomorrow. I don't have anything new to add unless anyone else has stuff. I think we can skip this meeting. And boy, do people respond fast. Nope. All good. We're good. Thank you. I get that half an hour, that hour back. Great. People will love you if you do that. Cancel the meeting. It's a good thing. Okay, next, create an agenda. What's going to happen in the meeting? Ideally, your agenda is not check ins for everybody, unless you want maybe five, you know, two minutes check in from everybody in the room if you need to do that, if it's that kind of a group. But otherwise, what will be accomplished in this meeting? And when you think of the goal setting that we talked about last time, what is it you want to have done in this meeting? Is there a decision to be made? Are you giving information out to people? Do you want to get information from them? And then kind of note, if your goal is to give information to people, are you sure you need a meeting? Maybe you can just have, a, have an email out to people or a phone call, it's more effective. Does everyone need to be there? So put an agenda together. So when I work on um, projects, so when you're working on something that's like a time-limited project, there's often a set of standard items that can go for the me- go for the project for the entire project. So for example, on the, like if I'm doing a research project, then there's uh, you know, ethical concerns is the, if for the IRB or the, the ethical review and are all of the consent forms together? There's a budget line item. There's a, you know enrollment who's been enrolled into the study. Are we looking at, you know, who's completed the study? Are there any problems? You know, those kinds of things. For many of your meetings, you'll be able to set up kind of a standard set of agenda items that you can update meeting to meeting. So you don't, this doesn't have to be a lot of work. This should not take more than like, hopefully five minutes to set the agenda. And then after you set it the first time, you can chat with people and say, hey, what do you think of this agenda? <laughs> Does this work? Does this not work? Do we need to add anything? I'm going to add. So, anything that needs to be added, so you can go there with an agenda. Um, When I was working in a, when I was leading a large group of people, I would request that anybody who reported to me when they come see me, please bring me an agenda. Ideally, send it the day before. I may or may not get a chance to look at it, but please send it. That is so helpful because it lets everyone kind of get in the mind space and in the intention of what the meeting's going to be. Confirm the purpose. Make sure you know the purpose. If you're leading the meeting, make sure you know the purpose. If you don't know the purpose and you're leading the meeting, <laughs> you might want to delay the meeting. Hold off until you are clear about what the purpose is of the meeting. If you are attending the meeting, you're not the leader and you're not sure of the purpose of the meeting, that might be a good time to reach out to the lead of the meeting, the, the leader of the meeting to try to understand what this is about. You could also potentially say, hey, leader of this meeting, I feel like I'm not quite sure what our team for this particular meeting is set up to accomplish. And I'd love to hear from you. I also am guessing that there might be other people who might also have drifted a little bit from the original purpose. Would it be okay to add that to the agenda as something we talk about just to reconfirm where we're at? that does a couple of things one is it tells people it tells the lead that you're on it you're paying attention and you really want things to go well and two it tells them that you're paying attention to what other people are thinking and then three it makes them consider the purpose because then if they're like oh what is the purpose of this meeting you might end up with a canceled meeting which would be win for everybody right if you don't actually need to have it so that could be really helpful so confirm the purpose or ask the purpose of the meeting if you're not leading it. Okay, the other thing before the meeting is to send out the invitation and agendas. So ensure that everyone's informed. It still happens to me where I have part of the information and not all the information If you happen to have administrative support, that's fabulous. Ask your administrative support to send everything out. Make sure all the pieces are there. If not, you're doing it yourself. Put a note on your calendar to send it out the day before. Um, I usually send out the agenda that says, here's the proposed agenda. Here's all the login information or the meeting room. and we could all meet in the same room. Uh, Here's all the information. If you have anything to add to the agenda, uh, let me know that is encouraging them to contribute to the agenda. And then people usually won't write to everybody. They'll just write to me as the leader, Um, but I go ahead and add that. So this is also your place if you're not leading the meeting where you could provide that suggestion. Here's another important one that addresses a lot of the concerns you raised in the chat. The right people need to be in the room. People who don't need to be at the meeting shouldn't be in the room. This comes up a lot in meetings where you're putting together a project and you need representatives from like the different divisions or you need these different groups in the room. But those people who are representing their divisions aren't really representing because they don't, they don't know what's going on. They don't know how to represent their division's interest and they don't, know, they don't speak up in the meeting and contribute. So when that happens, I know that's happened to you too. That has definitely happened to me. You have to make sure the right person is in the room. So let's say you're doing a project and you need somebody from IT to be represented. So, somebody to help with the electronic health record or email or something. If someone from IT comes to the, if someone's not there, then you're not going to be able to move very far forward, right? So, you need someone from IT. But if someone from IT attends and they're not paying attention or they don't know what's happening, or they say, you know, whenever you say, how does this work with IT? And they say, I don't really know. I have to ask my boss. That's not helpful. That that means the right person's not in the room. You're going to make a lot more progress if you have the right people in the room. And be aware that sometimes the right person in the room may be more senior than the person who's been coming, someone who can actually make a decision. That means it's back on you as the meeting leader to make sure that people are finding the meeting useful because you definitely don't wanna make a big push and invite all the people who can make decisions to a meeting that then goes nowhere because there's not a clear agenda or people aren't really clear what's happening. It happens, it happens. If you are an attendee, prepare for the meeting. This is not take hours usually. (laughs) Make sure, like look at the agenda to see if you're presenting anything. That's a good part. If you are, make sure that you're prepared. If you have any questions about whether you will be asked questions, if there's something that's in your area and you might be asked about it and you're not sure what you would be asked, you might wanna check in with the meeting leader and say, hey, I noticed this, my area is on the agenda. Is there anything specific you need from me? Otherwise, you can just take a look at the agenda and make sure you understand what's happening. That's good. That's really helpful. Okay, so the meeting starts. You've done all the preparation step 1 clarify the ground rules number 1 that i volunt- that i violated <laughs> start on time start on time everyone has had this situation where let's say the meeting is supposed to start at 1 but people don't you know a couple people don't show up until 3 minutes after 1 so you end up chit chatting and then you finally start the meeting at 10 after 1 that's not what we did here but this is an example so then what happens is all the people who got there at one o'clock are like, well, this meeting's not gonna start till 10 after one. So I'm not gonna show up until nine after one. So then people start showing up later. And then you have to do more chit chat. And maybe the next week it starts at 1.15. And then anyone who had shown up on time, they're not showing up on time anymore because they realize nothing's happening for the first 15 minutes. You know how this goes, right? I know you've experienced this too. So start on time. Uh, it does take a few minutes, a, a few times of running the meeting before people realize you start on time. If you are leading a meeting for which people do not tend to come on time, you might want to give them a heads up and say, hey, I noticed that we have some meeting time creep here and I really want to make sure to respect people's time. Uh, so it's you a know, quarter after and we're just getting started and the meeting's supposed to start at one. So starting next week, what I, I'm letting you know, I'm gonna start the meeting at 102. That's the time. As soon as my clock says 102, i I'm gonna get started. Please come on time. If you come late, that's okay, things, things happen, but we're gonna go ahead and get started with the meeting. Okay, that's okay. You can just have that conversation with people when you're leading the meeting. It can be a little challenging if a lot of people in the meeting are senior to you. And of course, if you're not leading the meeting, what I tend to do is just bring some busy work or bring something I can or make my grocery list. You know, you can always do something else while they're waiting to start the meeting. But uh, that's just disrespectful. I hate when that happens. Okay, suggested ground rules. So, as many of you are clinicians, trained as clinicians, social works, social workers, LMFTs, psychiatrists, and so on, you are familiar with group ground rules, like uh, one person talks at a time. Don't be rude or disrespectful and so on. Most of you are going to be working with colleagues like yourself. You may be working with clients, you may be working with people from different fields who have different sets of ground rules. Use your judgment if you want to re-clarify what the ground rules are. You don't necessarily have to do that. So for example, if you're in a meeting with your colleagues and it's a meeting of six social workers in one room and there haven't been problems to date you probably don't need to reiterate the ground rules right because everybody's getting it it's okay everybody seems to be on the same page on the other hand if you're in a meeting where there's been disruption where someone has been disrespectful where not everybody's taking part it might make sense to say hey i just wanted to take a few minutes to make sure we're all on the same page with this meeting we've had some tough conversations and i really appreciate that we're able to do that together so that we can move things forward. I just want to confirm that everyone's on the same page with, you know, let's really try to have one person talk at a time and um, raise your hand. Don't do the dishes. Um, That one's for you, Philip. Don't do the dishes during the meeting. And um, I will do my best to keep the meeting clean and clear and quick so that if we finish early, you go early. Um, And of course, we need to be respectful to everybody. Everybody on the same page with that? Like super easy, super easy. You can also tell people if you want, I took this class on effective meetings from this nerd and she gave me all these rules and she told me to do this. Just blame me. Totally fine with that. Totally fine. Okay. Uh, When your team achieves milestones, remember your goals, you're working toward your goals, your team, your meetings have agendas, you're actually working toward something. (laughs) That's very exciting. When they achieve milestones, acknowledge it. Or if you're in person, bring a treat or do a little funky background or have wear a funny hat day or something. I think especially during COVID, it's really tough sometimes when people are getting stuff done and it's not really being acknowledged. And I know you feel that too. I know I feel it. Like we just all really were busting it to get this project done or to get these things completed. And we did, and when we go to the meeting, it's great. Good job. Let's move on to the next humongous project. That's that's tough for people. So see what you can do about acknowledging it or bringing a special treat. Okay, uh, questions so far? We will have plenty more time for questions too. There's no questions in the chat, but everyone feel free to post there. Okay. We will keep going. That was really, I just asked for questions so I could take a sip of tea because my throat was getting dry. See, meeting, meeting trick there. Okay, if team members are cranky, does anyone ever have cranky team members? <laughs> I do. You can start the meeting with positive news. Anyone have something positive to share? You can ask for mission in action if it's a little more of a formal meeting. Um, And some of my colleagues at at one of the places where I consult, they start every leadership team meeting with, tell me a story about a mission in action. And someone will say, you know, we did this great thing with this client and the client was so so grateful and we really worked hard and the client worked hard and, you know, everybody, positive story, great. You can ask for pet pictures, especially on Zoom during COVID, people's pets will come up on their. ask people to introduce their pets. Clean jokes, make sure you say clean jokes. (laughs) jokes. <laughs> don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but that's if people are cranky or if you really just want to mix it up a little bit, and this should be five minutes maximum, but just something to lighten the mood a little bit if people are cranky or if if you're working on stuff that's really tough or heavy, try to lighten it up a little bit so you can do that in the meeting. Okay, step two, during the meeting, focus on the topics, <laughs> focus on what's happening here and invite feedback. So these are two important things here. So let's look through this. Follow the agenda. I'll tell you about a meeting that I have been, I'm not the facilitator, but I am, I've am. i been asked to provide feedback to the person who is facilitating the meeting. So first they would start the meeting with, so we have everybody here. What do we need to talk about? not a good way to run the meeting. So I gave the feedback about having an agenda and it took a few weeks to get the agenda kind of worked out. So finally, we have an agenda for the meeting and the person starts the meeting and says, okay, everyone has the agenda. And then they start with the last item on the agenda and then they jump all around and everybody's really confused <laughs> about what's happening or what are we talking about? Or they get halfway through one topic And then they jump into another topic and they haven't finished the first one. I know you all have had this experience too. Try to follow the agenda. What this looks like, if you're the leader of the meeting, is saying, hey, that's a good point, Sarah. And I really appreciate that. We are going to be getting to that part of the agenda in just a moment. So let's hold on that. I'll take a note. Let's finish up this topic and then we'll move on to that one. Thanks so much for bringing that up. See how that works? Super easy. If you're in the meeting and you're not the lead in the meeting and things start going a little haywire, it can sound like this. Hey, I, I just wanted to make a comment. I We were talking about A, and then seems like we've kind of gotten off A, but I don't think we finished A. Would it be possible for us to finish up A and then move on to the rest of these topics? It could be a little awkward, but you could try it, see if it works. You can move, uh, help people get back on topic, but ideally the leader's gonna have people follow the agenda and then gently move people back in as needed or streamline things. Uh, sometime, remember you asked that if you're the leader, you asked before the meeting, anything else to add to the agenda. You can always at the beginning of the meeting say, here's our agenda. Is there anything else that people wanna add? So anyone who hasn't reviewed the agenda yet they have this opportunity now to add something to agenda and say, oh yeah, I want to talk about such and such. And then you as the leader can adjust the time point so that you make sure there's time for that last item. <laughs> Seek feedback. No one likes a meeting where someone is just talking to them the whole time. So you say, any questions? Any comments? What do you think? And if you have a lot of different people in the meeting, You want to make sure that everyone's participating. So there's a couple ways to do this that that work pretty well. If you're the leader of the meeting, you can say, "Okay, so it sounds like we've decided to move forward in this way. We haven't quite heard from everybody yet. Uh, Does anyone else have any thoughts on how this works or doesn't work for you, how this works or doesn't work for your team that you're representing or whatever? Anyone have any thoughts? So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is called a round robin, where you could say, excuse me, you could say, you know, this is so important. I think we have a good plan for how to move from A to B, and I want to make sure we hear from everybody. So let's just go around. And when it comes to you, let people know, are you okay with this? Do you have any concerns, any feedback, anything else? Let's start right here with you. So start with the person. Okay, they say whatever they're gonna say, and then the next person, and then the next person. And go all the way around, and you're taking note of the um, of their comments, and then you can come back to, okay, so it sounds like we're mostly there, but we have some concerns from this group and this group about how this is gonna work here, so we can move that forward. So those are the kinds of things you can do. And I go back and forth. Sometimes I'll say any questions or any comments, No, okay, let's move on. And other times, especially if there are one or two people taking over the whole meeting, which you know happens, then I make sure we do round robin so that everyone has an opportunity to to participate. I encourage people to speak up. (laughs) So one way to do that is the round robin where basically they have to actively pass or say, I have no comment but you're giving them an opportunity and the space to speak up. Um, so that can be really nice. Another thing is to just ask and say, hey, Cindy, we haven't heard from you in a while. I wanna make sure we're taking your, your perspective into account. What do, you, do you have any thoughts or something you wanna contribute on this? You can also look at people's faces and see, You know, sometimes you can tell they have something to say, but then they, they back off. You can um, say, oh, hey, uh, John, did you did you wanna say something? Go ahead. You know, and you're, you're actively giving them permission to speak up. Again, if it's something where you don't want people to speak up or where you don't care, then that's probably not a meeting. That's probably an email, probably should have been an email <laughs> or it's a training like this with a bunch of people. Um, but even still, I encourage you to speak up, ask questions, ask whatever is on your mind, what's a concern? You know, when you're focused on following your agenda, you wanna make sure you get feedback from everyone who's relevant in the group. Stay focused and provide transitions. So this is where I like to notice during the meeting if people are getting antsy, if people are you know starting to wander off or they're looking at their phone or you, they have that blank look that shows you they're checking their email during the meeting. I can't see you by the way, um, but if that happens, you can help move people together, move people along. You can say, okay, so we're halfway through the agenda and it's quarter after the hour. It's not right now, but um, so we could probably wrap this meeting up in 15 minutes. Boom, everybody's paying attention now because they want to wrap the meeting up in 15 minutes. So that can be really helpful. Another thing you could do is to say, okay, we just finished the first item on the agenda. Let's move on to the next one. That's a nice little transition. We finished A, let's move on to B and just use the name of the the topic. Okay, we only have two more things to talk about today. Notice those are all transitions that help people understand where you are in the agenda. It helps bring them back. It helps get their attention back so that you can move forward and you contribute. So if you're the leader, of course, you're setting the agenda, you're moving things around, you're using all of these techniques that I was telling you about how to make sure we stay on track, make sure people are involved. If you're not the leader, No problem, that's great, it's fine. We can't, it's it's good that you're not the leader in every single meeting you're in, that's exhausting. But when you're not the leader, contribute. Contribute to staying on track. So when the leader asks, does anyone have any questions? If you don't have any question, you can say, this all sounds good to me. Great, you're helping out. You say, I don't have a question, but I wonder if how this might work for IT. IT, can you let us know what you think? That's helpful. Or if you look around and say, well, it looks like everyone's in agreement. Great, see that those are all just kind of casual, easy things you can say that help contribute. And of course, if you have a concern, you can say, I like the general idea, positive statement. However, (laughs) I have a concern about how this will affect my group. I'm concerned that this will blah, 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 or we don't have time or whatever the issue is. And I'd like to figure out how we can resolve this together. That's such a great phrase. I'd like to figure us to figure out how we can resolve this together. That means even though I'm bringing up something that's kind of a problem or that's an actual problem, not just kind of a problem, I wanna to work together for us to resolve it. See, those are all beautiful ways to contribute to the meeting, even when you're not the leader. And you can encourage everyone to be involved. Again, even if you're not the leader, you can ask other people um, and you can make positive comments. So someone who doesn't speak up very often When they do speak up, you can say, it was really nice to hear from you. Thanks for speaking up. I appreciate your perspective. Or when someone says something really nice, you can say that. That was wonderful. You can also say that to them after the meeting as well. I'll get to that in a minute. But encourage everyone to be involved. These are things you can do even when you're not in the leader and it makes the meeting more positive. I get that sometimes meetings just feel super toxic and you don't want to be nice. (laughs) That happens, I guess. That happens. Um, But when you start doing this, what happens is that you start changing the culture of the meeting. When you say, that was a really good idea. I appreciate that. Instead of saying nothing, that makes a difference in the meeting. And then other people will start saying that too. So if you're in a meeting that's contentious, where everyone's cranky, try it, (laughs) try saying these positive contributions, try doing these things. And over time, you will change the culture of the meeting. It may feel like you're the only one trying to start the wave for quite some time. That's okay, just keep going. My hunch is within four meetings, somebody else is gonna echo what you're saying, which is when you know you got it, that's because you know the culture is changing. So these things can help turn a toxic meeting into less toxic and if nothing else, it can give you something to think about if you're in a boring meeting and you know it's not going anywhere, you can speak up and say something nice and see what happens. Okay, uh, the third step of a meeting, end on time with an action plan. You need to have an action plan. Otherwise, what were we just doing for an hour? Have a timekeeper if you need one, or you can do it yourself. You might have noticed that while I'm talking to you, every now and then my eyes go up there. And what's up there is my clock. (laughs) So I'm looking and seeing where we are in my agenda for this meeting and where we are time-wise. So we're about 31 minutes past the hour and I'm about two thirds of the way through the slides. So I'm keeping track of that. And you you see it when my eyes go up there. When you're on Zoom, you can make sure you have a a clock in front of you. Or you can also, again, if it's a contentious meeting, you can ask someone to be the timekeeper. So this is also a place where you can adjust your agendas. So here's an example. Let's say you're in a meeting where you're like, I put an agenda together. There's five items on the agenda and we always take like 45 minutes on the first item. No matter what I put first, everything runs over. It just doesn't work. So what you can do in that case is put time, time limits on your five items. So say like item one, one o'clock to one fifteen. item two, one fifteen to one twenty. maybe that's a short one, you only have five minutes for that one, et cetera. And kind of put estimated times and then end at say 50 minutes after the hour, five zero minutes after the hour, if it's an hour long meeting. So that gives you 10 minutes for wrap up, really helpful. So what this does is provide you with more opportunities to be able to keep the meeting on track. So let's say you're on topic one, that usually takes 45 minutes because everyone wants to chat about everything. Like Jackie said, super chatty group. It's 15 minutes after you notice because you're looking at the clock and then 16, 17, 18 minutes after you're like, okay, I I don't want to shut down the conversation. So you can say, I don't want to shut down the conversation but I do notice that uh, we gave this topic 15 minutes and we're just a little bit past that. I'd like us to move on to the next topic and we'll put this one back on the agenda for next week so that we can finish this out. And I'd like to have conversations with you during so we can figure out what the issues are or something like that, right? You can either have other questions or you could say, all right, we've spent 15 minutes on this topic. I, we do need to wrap it up. We're not gonna be able to resolve this today. We don't have time to resolve it today. I do wanna make sure what the issues are. So can we do a round robin real quick and just tell me, What's one question that you have that you'd like to get answered about this project? Okay, go, One just one question. No, no, no more conversation. We can't have conversation. Just one question that you want answered about this project. Okay, good, write it down, write it down, write it down. No, 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 no more conversation, just a question. Okay, all right, so next, next week, we will come back to this next week, we're gonna address all these questions and I'm gonna put more time for this. Thank you so much for being willing to work with me on this. Um, I do need to move on to the other items on the agenda. See how that works? You got this, you got this, totally works. Um, and if, you, if you're if you not comfortable with the timekeeping, have someone else do it. I prefer to do it myself, but I do wanna make sure I'm facing a clock or I have a watch or I have a laptop in front of me now, well, since we're all on Zoom. Okay, and then five to 10, whether you have a timed agenda or not, a few minutes before the end of the meeting, feel free to just say this exactly. I notice we're almost out of time. Let's review what we decided. Or let's review next steps. See how this all fits in with the goal stuff? It's like magic. Let's review what what the next steps are. Let's review what we're doing now. What this does is it provides a transition for people, for all of of you clinicians. It provides a nice transition out of the meeting, and it gives you a moment to wrap up. It's rough, especially if it's a, a, a contentious meeting or people don't agree on something, to say, oh, okay, it's time to go. Let's go three more minutes. Everybody's running to the next, like, that's just, that's rough. So stop it. <laughs> stop the conversation a few minutes before the end of the meeting. And you, you can use these words exactly. You can modify them however you want. If it's been a contentious meeting, you can say, okay, hold on, timeout. Most people know timeout, I timeout, mean, timeout. Um, time so we have about 10 minutes left in this meeting and it seems like we didn't agree on much. The good part is it seems like we raised a lot of issues that we need to get through. So that's wonderful. Could we go around, round robin, right? Just mention one thing you want us to make sure we get addressed related to your group. And then you could have people go around. You can go around this way too, either way, it's fine. Or start in the middle, whatever you want. So that could do it. And that's a way to kind of calm things down so that everyone can leave the room happy and quiet and calm. (laughs) So that's a good thing. Uh, Another thing you can do is, okay, maybe it wasn't a contentious meeting. Super. You made a lot of decisions. Okay. So let's go through what we agreed upon during the meeting. So then you go back to the first agenda item. Okay. For agenda item A, we agreed that Bob is going to do this and Sally's going to do that. Yes. Yes. And you'll bring it back to us next week. Perfect. Okay. Agenda item B, this is going to happen there. And this person's going to do that. Oh wait, no, you're not gonna do that. Who's gonna do that? Did I miss that? You're gonna do it. Okay, great, see how that works. Just walk through the whole thing and make sure everyone's on the same page. Then you've made notes of that. So then the next meeting you bring it up and look what you have, agenda item A. Bob's gonna do this, Sally's gonna do that. Bob and Sally, how did it go? Piece of cake, right? Super easy. Take notes. Who will do what by when? Usually I say by the next meeting. Sometimes, if there's larger pieces, we can say, How about we come back to this next month? Or depends on how frequently your meetings are in two meetings from now or next quarter or whatever happened. But notice how I was talking about item A, who's going to do this? Bob is going to do this by and report back to us by next week. That's great. And then as a little aside on this, You also can follow up, let people know, especially if they're junior people, if they're not used to working together in this way, you could say, all right, so everybody has their stuff here. I'm gonna send out the notes after the meeting with all the information. I'll talk to you more about the meeting notes in just a sec. If anyone has any questions about their assignments, feel free to ask me, let me know. I'm happy to chat with you about it. um, and, And let's come back to that. What you don't want is people who have an assignment. Let's say Bob has an assignment to do X or whatever it is and report back next meeting. And then you come to the next meeting and say, so Bob, how did that go? And Bob says, what? (laughs) Or I didn't understand my assignment. Mm -mm. That's not okay. That's not cool at all. So then you have to say, in front of everybody, like, hey, Bob, you know, I asked at the end of last meeting, if you didn't understand it, you could come talk to me. What happened there? Let's talk about this. Yeah, I wanna make sure you understand it. You know, as we move forward, if you don't understand, please ask us in this meeting. I wanna make sure everyone understands what's happening and what they agreed to do. Yeah, great. I'm sorry there was a misunderstanding, even if it wasn't your fault. That's okay, you can say that. I'm sorry there was misunderstanding. Let's. I need you to ask. You need to step up if you don't understand. Okay, great. And you're nice about it. You're diplomatic. You're also letting them know saying a week later, I don't know, is not a good answer. So clarify who will do what by then. Okay, coming into the home stretch here. After the meeting, send out a summary. Easy. What happened? <laughs> you want to know what, especially what decisions were made and anything that's really important for someone who wasn't there. And you can think about this of, if I wasn't at this meeting, what would I want to know that happened? Or what would be important to know what happened? The only exception to this of being clear is that if there are sensitive issues that you document them carefully. So for example, when I'm in a meeting about clinical stuff, we can use a patient's initial or say, um, Jan talked about a patient of hers who had these issues or whatever, right? But you don't, obviously you're not gonna say a patient names in the meeting notes. You don't need to do that. Um, Some people use initials um, or some people just say, you know, Jan's patient that she brought up or whatever, Um, but make sure that you document sensitive issues carefully. This is important around patient issues. It's also important around anything that could possibly be a legal issue. If you don't have counsel in the room, or even if you do have counsel, your legal counsel in the room, um, be careful and, and look to ask, talk to the counsel. If you've got that kind of a legal situation, talk to the lawyer about what should and should not go in the agenda because that could, um, that could trip you up. And I say that from experience <laughs> of being in those kinds of meetings and having the wrong things, but on the notes um, that weren't exactly what was intended. So what happened is good. I, I do wanna say a lot of people sometimes complain about being asked to take notes during the meeting. I don't mind taking notes in the meeting because that means I get to write the history. I get to write what happened in the meeting. That's awesome. Most meetings it's not that exciting, but some meetings it's super exciting and I can put my own little twist on it. I could support my way of going forward. Some advanced politics there if you're interested in doing that. But anyway, make sure your summary shows what happened. Do not write a transcript. Nobody wants a transcript. Bullet points, bullet points are fine. Follow the agenda, even better. I usually send it out. Ideally, you can send it out if you have a weekly meeting within a day, or if it's less than weekly, you know, within a couple of days. Um, and then I always say, "Here's the summary of the meeting. Please see your name for things that you know you were asked to do. If there are any corrections or I miss anything, please let us know." Super. So you're clear. You're letting people know. Ideally, they will follow up. The reason to send your send it out right after the meeting instead of 10 minutes before the meeting the following week is, you just went through all this trouble to get people to sign up for things or to do things. You need to send the information out to them so they have time to do it. If you're in a meeting where the agenda always comes out five minutes before the next meeting, that's that's tough. It makes it really hard for people to be successful. Start each new meeting with a review of the last meeting's summary. So I, I alluded to this earlier, Um, This does not mean you have to follow Robert's rules of order and like ask for approval of the meeting minutes or anything like that, unless you're in that kind of an organization where you need to do that. But in general, this is where it's really helpful if you're using kind of the same agenda week to week. Okay, last week on topic A, we talked about this. Bob's going to do that. Sally's going to do that. Bob, how did it go? All right, Sally, how did it go? Great, all right. So for moving forward, what do we wanna do? Is this resolved? How's this going? What do you think? Is this working for everybody? You can do that and see how that's building on the last meeting that happened. And it's building on the last meeting's agenda. It's building on the notes that you sent out and it's building to, all right, issue A is resolved. Fantastic, does anyone have any questions? Is anyone, is this not resolved for anyone? You're making sure everyone agrees and then you can move on. Super, then you celebrate. All right. And then after the meeting, you want to make sure you assess how things went. So how did the meeting go? And this is especially important when you're new to making these changes in your meetings. So even if all of you go back to your meetings and do one thing differently, you're going to want to assess how did it go? How did that thing change anything? How What what went well and what didn't go well? Um, Who was helpful that you can thank? So I love this part because this is just, again, it helps change the culture in an amazing way. So if you run into someone tomorrow and say, Hey, Allison, I really appreciate what you said in that meeting yesterday. That was really nice of you to speak up that way. Allison feels amazing. Isn't that great? And especially if Allison's with other people, you're like, Allison, you were so good in that meeting yesterday. You came up with the best ideas. I really appreciate that. And you're saying that in front of Allison's peers too. How do you think Allison feels? She feels amazing. And how do her peers feel or her boss or whoever's standing there? They're like, dang, Allison is on fire. That is awesome. Look at that. You're spreading so much joy and cheer. And now Allison's more excited about going to the meeting. And Allison thinks you're great. This is like win, 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 total wins. You can thank them. Who was a challenge? <laughs> Since not everybody was super duper in the meeting all the time, was there a challenge that you might wanna follow up with? So if someone who usually speaks wasn't speaking, if someone was grumpy or cranky, or if someone had a lot of disagreements or a lot of huffing and puffing, so either the verbal or the nonverbal, you might want to follow up with them. And the way you can do that is just by saying um, just something simple, like it's easier when you can stop by people's offices, but you you could always Zoom call with them or call them on the phone or something and just say, hey, Chuck, I... uh, I couldn't help but notice in the meeting, you seem kind of unhappy. Is there something going on that you want to talk about? Or you could say something like, hey, Chuck, it seemed like you had a lot of thoughts about what was happening in that meeting. Do you, is that, are things going okay? Um, do you want to talk about it? I want to make sure I understand your perspective so that I can move things forward in, in a way that works for everybody. And you see the kind of language that I'm using in a way that works for everybody. Let's try to move things forward. I wanna hear what your perspective and so on. Occasionally you'll find somebody who's just a professional grumpy person. They're just not gonna do anything differently and they'll talk your ear off all the time. But most of the time, and I've worked with some pretty grumpy people, but most of the time people respond to that really well. I just wanna check in with you after the meeting to see, you know, it seemed like things were a little, little weird. Um, and then you can always ask, I want to make sure your ideas get across. Is there anything I can do differently in the meeting to make sure everybody gets heard? Or, you know, how do you think we could make the meeting more effective? Yeah, always worth asking. Okay, is there anyone who's quiet that you want to encourage to participate? So what you could say is, hey, I'm running out of fake names that I'm making up. Aaron hey, Aaron, I noticed you didn't say anything the last couple of meetings. Are you feeling okay in those meetings? Most likely, Aaron would say something like, yeah, I feel okay. I just feel like I don't have anything to contribute. So then you can, that opens up a conversation so you can talk with Aaron about how he or she might contribute. Do a kind of scan anyone there who didn't need to be there, anyone not there who should be, if you keep running up against, well, we like this idea, but we need to run it by someone else consider, does it make sense for us, for this person to run it by their boss and report back to us? Or would it make sense for their boss to be in the meeting? For one, they don't have to be a permanent member of the meeting forever and ever, but just would it make sense if their boss has a lot of concerns about it and wants to have the discussion, maybe bring them to the meeting and let's figure it out. And you do your own assessment of how you can improve the meeting. How can I make this even better? Okay, I just threw like 400 things at you for how to make the meeting, make meetings better. What is one thing you can do? One thing you can do, put it in the chat or you can unmute yourself and speak up. Tell me what the problem is, what's the thing that wasn't working well and what is it that you're gonna do to make it better? And this is whether you are the lead or not the lead, but just give us a scenario so we understand what's the problem in the meeting and then what are you gonna do differently? A timed agenda, right on. Love timed agendas. Especially good, as Jackie mentioned, when you have a chatty group. Yeah, bring the quiet people in. That's really helpful. And again, you can do that in the meeting to them. You can also talk with them outside of the meeting and really encourage them to participate. That's wonderful. Starting on time. Love starting on time. Action plans, revisiting. Beautiful. Yeah. Letting people, seeing if there are any emergency updates. Yeah. And if you do have a team like Jessenia's team, where there may be often be emergency updates, you send out the agenda and then say, let me know if you have any updates. And then when you start the meeting, you say it again, any updates that happen over the last week. And you don't have to get on people's case. Like you knew this, you should have emailed me. Ah, Don't worry about it. Update now. We'll just add it now. All good. That's good. Make sure everyone's, everything's included. And you can always say those really big kind of global statements of, I wanna make sure everyone's heard. I wanna make sure we address all the issues. And and if I know upfront what's happening then we can adjust the time accordingly so that we all get a chance to participate. So it's like a nice culture setting statement. Okay, reviewing action steps. Beautiful, others contributing. Starting with positive things. Yes, I love that. You don't necessarily have to do it every time, but you could. You could. I have a meeting that starts with people's pets are crawling all over them. <laughs> it's funny. It's distracting, but now we know. We spend the first two minutes with people introducing their pets. I love it. Reviewing action plan. Awesome. Awesome. What questions do you have? I love your takeaways. These are great. Great. Someone who talks too long or too much. Excellent. So there's some nice ways to cut this off, (laughs) to cut off someone um, who is talking too long. So one is you can try the timed agenda and you can move that on. Another way is you can say when they take a breath, at some point, everyone has to take a breath. And then that's a moment to jump in. So when they take a breath, you can jump in and say, thank you. And I want to make sure we get a chance to hear from other people too. Who else? And then turn to someone that you know is going to speak up and ask them because if you say, I wanna make sure we hear from everyone who else and you turn to someone and nobody says anything, then that person's gonna keep talking and talking. (laughs) So there's that. So yes, Um, so that's a way to do it. And uh, the combination of the timed agenda and the the interruption, it'll take, it might take a little while before they take a breath. Some people it seems like they never take a breath, but that's okay. Uh, Once they take a breath, then you can jump in. The other thing you can do is say, Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry for interrupting. At the same time, I want to make sure that we are able to hear from everybody or I want to make sure that we get through the rest of the agenda and can we come back to this and we'll set more time for that or whatever. Now, that's different from someone, you know, someone who has a whole lot of good things to offer is really different or a lot of opinions. <laughs> that are helpful and on target and on topic is really different from someone who wanders. If someone's wandering, then a different way to address that would be to say, wait till they breathe. So there's a half a second of a pause and say, okay, thanks Jules, I really appreciate that. I do wanna get back to our agenda. We were on item B and say whatever that is. And then jules might want to finish telling a story or something but you could say hold on jules we'll, we'll, let's go through the rest of the agenda and when we have time we'll come back to what you were saying I, I appreciate it and i'd love for us to hear it i do need to prioritize getting through the agenda you see how you're saying saying that and then you're smiling and you're like yes absolutely i want to hear every little bit about your vacation story unfortunately we need to get through the agenda now that was a little sarcastic you don't, don't do the sarcastic part but you could say Yes, you know, I'm happy to hear your story. Let's get through the agenda. And if you have time at the end of the agenda, sure, let them talk for five minutes, 10 minutes, that's fine. Or everyone else can leave and then you're kind of stuck there and then you plan something different next time. (laughs) Uh, Addressing sensitive material. Evan, I would love to hear more about what you're asking. Um, What do you mean? Uh, Do you mean that there are people in the room who shouldn't talk about it or do you you have sensitive material that some people are not treating in a sensitive manner? So I'll give you a chance to clarify that. I did a check in with the clock. Um, And then while you're doing that, let's go ahead to Julie, check in with people who are quiet. Sometimes these are difficult conversations, but I see the need to address, absolutely. Julie, Jerry, thank you, good comments. I think that's really helpful. It could be as easy as somebody is just not understanding why they were assigned to attend this meeting. It could be that they don't really understand the project It could be that they're really checked out at work. It could be that they have all kinds of ideas, but are just shy and feel like, you know, I'm the junior person, I shouldn't volunteer, whatever it is. I think you, when you talk to them, you'll find out really helpful things. So Julie and Jerry, I really love that. So I'm going to try to address what I think is the question. So um, one option is if you have sensitive material and not everyone's being sensitive with it. So there are a couple of things you can do. So first is when this happens, you're going to know this is happening because it's it's unpleasant for everyone in your sense as a good clinician or as a good supervisor, as a good meeting leader, as a good person is kicking in saying, whoa, this does not feel comfortable. So one thing you can do is time out. Hold on. Okay. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with how this meeting is going. Um, and I feel like it's really important for us to be respectful toward the clients or toward whatever the issue is. So that's, that's kind of a moderate level of in your face. Uh, more in your face way of saying it or more directly confrontational would be to say, I am uncomfortable with this statement. And to me that feels disrespectful and I want to make sure we're just we're respectful. So that's a little more in your face. If you wanna be a little less in your face and a little less confrontational, you could say something like, I'm really glad we're having this conversation At the same time, I do want to make sure that we all continue to be respectful to people um, that we're talking about as our clients. See how that's not calling out any one statement or any one person. It's just saying general call for respect. That's really helpful. Okay, good. And FN, that's what you're looking for. Great. Um, So those kinds of statements can be helpful. When that happens, and that has happened to me too, in, in clinical meetings, we're talking about patients or things like that. What I like to do is go either to the person, that's a difficult conversation, who said the unpleasant comment or go to the, the lead. And it d- varies depending on your relationships and history with these people. But go to them and say, hey, I just wanted to check in with you. Let's say go with the, go to, if you go to the lead, you can say, I just wanted to check in with you. I felt really uncomfortable in that meeting. Thanks for sticking up for me. Or is there anything else we can do to make sure that, it's handled respectfully, that sort of thing. If it's the person, so let's say I'm gonna pick on Jackie for a moment. So let's say Jackie said something that was disrespectful in the meeting. Maybe I could go to Jackie and say, hey, I wanted to follow up with you after the meeting. I was a little confused by what you said. Notice I'm not saying, Jackie, you're a jerk, right? That's that's two in your face, probably, <laughs> unless, I don't know. Those were best friends, maybe, but still. you know, I was a little confused about what you said. It came across in a way that um, that sounded disrespectful to me. Maybe that's not what you meant. Could you help me understand? And then maybe Jackie's ticked off that you called her out in the meeting, or maybe that's not what she meant at all, or maybe that is what she meant, and she has the opportunity to say, you know, that's not what I meant, or I said it before I thought about it, and I realized it came out wrong. Thanks for getting us back on track. Or maybe Jackie says, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with what I said, and I think you're a jerk for calling me out. Okay. Sounds like we have different perspectives on this. Um, and I, you know, I look forward to continuing to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jackie. Maybe you're stressed because the daycare is good. But yeah, absolutely. And then maybe we can go to a virtual coffee, although that might not help if you're working from home with two wild kids, but maybe we can have a moment, right? Or if we're, when we're back in person, maybe we could go for a walk or something and have some time, right? So there's, who knows what's behind this? but going at it from a perspective of I was confused rather than I was offended or ticked off. And can you help me understand rather than I want to make sure, you know, you're wrong. Those can be really helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, great. I'm not seeing any more questions. So I'm going to go ahead and step off. Thanks so much, Jackie. Thanks everybody.